0: Welcome to the Agatsu Physical Culture Podcast, and this is the first one that we're doing with a video. So Amir, my guest, you should be very honored because this is the first time people can actually hear what we're saying and watch me drink coffee at the same time. (laughs) So uh, welcome, Amir. Um, I'm super excited to do this and to have you on because this is the third try. <laughs> right. This, I the third t- time is the charm is the expression uh, in English, right? So we've tried uh, un- unsuccessfully two times when we were actually both in the same room in California to to do this. Uh, so now I'm in Montreal and uh, you're over there in sunny California, and this is the time we're going to get it done. It's going to work.
1: We have some more seasoned advice, so it's going to be even better.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, we've practiced now. So for for people that are listening who don't know who you are who maybe didn't make it out to the last Masters of Movement where you know we got uh, to introduce you to a bunch of uh, people that uh, you know uh, train with me um, just tell me real quick we'll just discuss where are you from uh, I'm originally
1: from Israel from Tel Aviv
0: that's why you have this cool accent
1: exactly right.
0: Probably. When I'm let's... working on my French accent. Yeah, Oh, well, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Uh, so you're, you're from Tel Aviv, and uh, a lot of people know you from online. They've seen, you know, different video clips and different things. Um, probably the first thing they know about you, um, if I could say, is that, you know, you're, you do capoeira. You teach capoeira, right? Uh-huh. Is, so how did you get involved in capoeira? How long have you been doing it?
1: Um, I've done it. I started it in January '93, so you can calculate the years. Yeah, it's a few um, years. So many, many years. When I when I started it, it was uh, my teacher who brought it to Israel, um, and then no one really knew what it was. I didn't know what it was, but I saw some flyer on a tree, and it intrigued me. It had all kind of things that kind of caught my, uh, you know, attention, uh, and so I wanted to try it and. Fell in love with it right away.
0: What about it caught your attention? What drew you to it? You say you saw the flyer and something kind of sparked, so what was that? Uh,
1: well, Capua is a very interesting art for the fact that he has. It's, it's part of a culture, Brazilian culture, uh, but it has so many facets and aspects to it that you could look at those aspects and they're completely different set of skills. They've been put together uh, under a certain umbrella of this art in, and done in a very unique form but it's a martial art that has uh, dance in it, music, singing, acrobatics um, and everything is, has its own unique way of doing it.
0: And were you an athletic guy before you were drawn to capoeira so always kind of into moving around and, and trying different things? Truth is that I actually used to hate sports. And I never exercise, And, uh, you know, my dad used to work
1: out and go swim and to the gym. And uh, he'd take me and my sister and brother to jog in the park. And they would jog and I'd be sitting and waiting for them to finish. Uh-huh. Never liked exercise. And, uh, and I kind of got slowly into enjoying it, actually, from a yoga practice and more uh, spiritual. At age 15, I kind of researched, you know, into different religion and Buddhism, stuff like that. And then... Uh, and then I found a friend and we were practicing meditation and the different cleansings and enema and all this fun stuff and then little by little I started to kind of find the, the physical aspect of it, control your mind, control your body and, and so my first really step into connecting to the body was more through stretches and uh, different yoga positions and stuff like that and
0: opening up my joint. Um, so a perfect martial art for you, of course, something like Capoeira, which you know has this flexibility, this mobility, this real movement and flow to it. So I can yes. see the appeal. Yeah, I actually, you know, growing up, my parents
1: put me in judo and karate and different music instruments. So I did try a lot of the things, but nothing really caught me. Each one I did for a few months, so nothing that I can say got to any level beyond complete beginner. Mm-hmm. Um, but then capoeira, the first thing that got me was definitely the emphasis of flexibility, which was for me was missing in the different karate forms that I tried or didn't put the emphasis, and that really had me. But then something that you also see a lot in capoeira, and I see it also on of capoeira, is um, people come for one reason, and then they discover a whole different reason, and eventually you, you constantly find a new and newer layer. And I think I find that also in a physical practice. You know, someone comes and is maybe obese. So he come and we train for a while. He managed to lose weight, and so now we feel like okay, now I can lead a happy and fulfilling life. Now we got to like a satisfying maybe level of weight. But now suddenly that he rediscover his body, suddenly he's like, oh, now I can lo- learn how to do this, and now can learn. So then maybe get into more specific type of skill, and then within the skill there'll be different levels. So every time you hit, uh, you 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 understand some level of basics. Then on top of those basics, you can build another layer of functionality and when you get that level on top of that there's a new level and as long as the level is really understood in a in a way that is clear enough you know sometimes the basics are not being applied in a way that you can really build on top. so maybe you can play with some basics but you didn't really understand them so you can get stuck in there forever but as long as i think you have a good enough foundation if it's uh, if it's your own um uh, you know sound research that you can do and really get quality in your own studies or if it's someone else that come and introduces uh, you know, well enough level of, of foundation then you can build on top of that then the progress is lasting. And so in Capoeira you see that I came for, I enjoyed flexibility but after very quickly I really enjoyed the social aspect. That was the second thing that got me uh, in my life. And I, was not, I was a decent student but I never really liked the socialness or what I saw human being, you know communicating, uh, interacting, you know, for, for me growing up, it would be like people older with like, you know, they wouldn't really interact with younger people. There mm-hmm. were all these separation, things that I saw. And in Capoeira, it was just everyone was with everyone and you got to interact with people that in normal life, you would never even meet. So something sure. of that, that made perfect sense to me. And, and that was like a really, an ideal outlook into a, a perfect society, you know, we'd be there was so much interaction with every class we go and open the table at a restaurant and eat and the restaurant knew us every single time and then traveling the world everywhere I went. Everyone was so helpful and we were like offering me places to stay and places to uh, to work if I wanted to, you know, just because I was in Capoeira. Sure. So it's
0: it's it's you enter like a tribe, right? And there's always different tribes. This yeah. I've experienced the same thing in different martial arts. Even now, circus training, I really feel it like a family, like also another type of tribe. Yeah see that in different places, but I think it's not just a tribe, this is a culture, this is a something, you know, when
1: I went to Brazil it was similar, I went to people and not even capoeira, there's something about the Brazilian culture that is very inviting, very big heart and you, you know, I went to families and people that didn't do capoeira and they have nothing, empty fridge, mm-hmm. maybe one little glass of milk Then when I came there they offer that to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something about this culture and, and you see it in capoeira a lot, it is very different than other culture and many times I feel like also with Western culture, they have harder time to understand those things. There's something Western culture very materialistic and people almost they don't believe it. They you know they, they when they see this kinda of openness that the mm. people from other cultures have. Yes. It's, it's hard for people to believe, is this person really, you know, so open, why or what do they want from me? Or not being feeling comfortable being so close. There's something very everyone takes space, you know, in Western culture. So that's something that Brazilian... So, Capoeira is something very unique and special for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and so, you touched on something really important. You're know, talking about layering and basics and that foundation that, that Capoeira gave you. And the importance of uh, a foundation, a really solid foundation. Because then it allows you to really explore and look in, in, at different things. I think that's a really important thing to, for people to understand. You know, Because in, in fitness, especially in the fitness world online... People love to be, you know, form Nazis and you're doing this wrong and you're doing that wrong. And for me, I, I don't care what, you know, how someone does something. Really, it doesn't affect my life in any way. Uh, you know, I'm going to be here drinking my coffee and, have, you know, living my life. But when I get passionate about it, if somebody asks me directly like, hey, you know, should I do this? I always try to tell them you should do the thing that gives you back the most and gives you the most options. That's why I want to to look and, and find somebody to show me something that has depth because with that depth I can build. So you yep. started to build your foundation, I know, you know, from our conversations, I know that you started to build it with Capoeira and of course with yoga and you know Eastern philosophy. And then at some point you get interested in gymnastics as well as a compliment. How did you find the gymnastics and what do you think it brought to what you were doing with Capoeira?
1: So that's another interesting, actually, point. And and you know, mm-hmm. gymnastic is actually a, a more narrow way to look at really what happened. Yeah. If I try to describe the process I went through, is uh, in Kapoor, you know, we do a lot of things that we have the unique take on it. But I don't ever felt that Capua was the most efficient, best martial art, or the best dancers, or the best acrobats. You mm-hmm. do find some good martial artists there, and you find some good uh, acrobats and good dancers and good musicians. But I actually went and, you know, right right from the start, I was always involved with other martial arts. So I would still go and drop by some karate class and try to test my I against it, you mm-hmm. know. In two classes, I'd drop in and be like doing their class, respectful. Then at the end, you know, doing trying to use what they taught me to do, the sparring. And then I'd be like, can I try to do what I do if it's okay? You know, so I tried it and I tried to see how good is it as a martial art mm-hmm. or... Or when I did uh, music, so I went and I I found a Cuban percussionist, I took a few classes because they're a little bit better, the percussion better, cleaner form. Capoeira, the the technique is not always so good, you know, it's like a street kind of. So the quality, many times in Capoeira that you find there, many times the quality would pull back the practitioner from actually performing better in his art. I've worked with Capoeira, they come to me and I clean up their form and they can do better because of concepts I took from gymnastics, from martial arts, from from different, you know, from music. So so I tried, you know, each one of these aspects of capoeira, I tried to go outside of capoeira to how, find how to burn So I was very comfortable also being outside of capoeira. Right. And, you know, that's how I later got into uh, circus arts and stuff that interested me as a person, regardless of capoeira. So gymnastic was one of those things, and, uh, and I always really enjoyed. And I think that know also put me in a little bit more than other martial arts or, you know, dance. I took ballet, I took jazz, I performed. Doing jazz on TV like so I've done a lot of these things separately to better what I do within the capoeira. But gymnastic, I felt like it's a, it's an art that is go, uh very very deep. You know, funny, I have a friend, he's a gymnast, and he say gymnastic is the mother of all sports. Mm-hmm. That's how we call it, and, and it's interesting, you know, to look at it because the way they develop their strength and their ability to move, of course, the performance level that like you see it's in, in in acrobatic, these are the best acrobats. But there's there's a lot of reasons behind it and it works on a very, you know, scientific level and way the way that it works with the body that, you know, when you get a good coach to really understand what's important and how to build a a performer, it's 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 quite you know optimal. I mean everything is specific, of course, is building a gymnast, but you see gymnasts translate the art to, to become dancers, to become Whatever, whatever they want to do, they have very high awareness of their body. So, obviously, that, that's a very good preparation for, for, you know, foundation for life, I find.
0: Sure, yeah, for anything. And, uh, and it still has its limitations, especially if somebody is doing it in terms of the, the sport of gymnastics. They're going to approach things from that perspective. And it's nice, like you say, to kind of look everywhere, to go to dance for different ways to move, to go to martial arts, to to look at everything. They
1: have their limitations. I mean, on the most part, if you take a gymnast that is a proper gymnast, he cannot really function outside of the gym. They need the bouncy floor with all the rebound, they'll crush their bones if they try on concrete. So even to translate that to real world, there's a process that they need to go to where, you know, if you see a gymnast become a stunt person or become a, a parkour guy, they translate that skill so they, they, there is some
0: work. Mm-hmm. Well, what I think, what I find is interesting. I mean, we met a few years ago by chance when I was teaching um, a seminar and uh, you were attending a seminar, right, kind of right next that was happening simultaneously. And uh, so we Facebook friended each other, and then I, I kept noticing you were actually, by coincidence, you kept popping up in my feed. And I kept looking at different videos and different things you were doing, and I just thinking to myself shit this guy can really move you know this is cool and it was just always in the back of my mind I would see your stuff and then when we had you know the idea to, to have a Masters of Movement event in LA one of the reasons that I thought of you and asking you to teach was not just because uh, this capoeira stuff you were doing was you know really interesting and is really interesting but because I saw in, in what you were doing that you were so good in so many different areas And for me, that's what I I always find exciting, you know, in my practice to try to do different things Um, with my students. I try to expose them to different things Um, because I think it, it makes people in terms of being a generalist, makes you a better generalist, obviously. And it's great to see people that are highly competent in so many different areas having fun with them. And, you know, like I I joked when uh, you were at the the Masters of Movement last year, I joked to people when they said, oh, who's this Amir guy? I said, oh, well, the Amir guy could actually teach all of the different events that, you know, that we're we're doing, um, but he's going to be teaching you capoeira. You know, and they were like, "Oh, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, really. He could he could be the gymnastics coach if we wanted, or he could be the hand balancing coach if we wanted, or you know, he's going to be the capoeira guy just because you know we had to narrow down the focus, um, which I thought was really cool. And so it was a great example to everyone. And then also I was really pleasantly surprised. I, mean, I didn't know what you were going to do with capoeira, but what you did, which I thought was great and brilliant, was you taught. A lot of the people there were trainers, not everyone, but a lot. But you taught them capoeira in a way without teaching them capoeira, which sure. to me was super cool. And I think maybe for people that are listening, I know a lot of people these days are getting excited by gymnastics. They're getting excited by you know capoeira. They're seeing uh, the movement, the flow. Um, but I don't think they're maybe necessarily a hundred percent sure like what they should do. Should they start all of a sudden and? Devote time and you know become a capoista and start training that like you know 100%. Um, do they become gymnasts? Do they you know people? I, I I think you know they're kind of a little bit like um, looking at the way people are moving, maybe wanting some of that for themselves. And I think it was a great inspiration what you gave at, at Masters of Movement is you showed that there are some concepts in, for example, capoeira. Uh, On different ways of approaching movement, different ways of approaching training, and you can really look at how they approach it in that system, and start to see how it could fit maybe with what you're currently doing, which was really cool. Um, Yeah, so I think you know, like, what do you think maybe the some of the big takeaways are from Capoeira that can improve just everyone's training?
1: So I think you know Kapoor because it's such a it's a way of life and it's so, such a rich art. Mm-hmm. It has so many things that for me I kind of look and distill out of it. And you know with time, I keep finding more and more. It's like it has its its own living entity that I can just take. Let me take this. Let me take that. And I can make it for people that are not Kapoorista to to also enjoy without necessarily the need to. Uh, Become a capoeirista because, yeah, I know now there's people, there's all this uh, movement of people that want to take things from gymnastics, from capoeira, from balancing, for and put them together and basically create themselves and not really being devoted to one way, which is okay because people get resolved and, and why not? Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that already happened in my generation, you know, it's funny. Before my generation, there was the classic approach where you do capoeira, you do capoeira, yeah. you do boxing, you do boxing, you, do car- you don't mix those things, each one is different. Mm-hmm. No, you do taekwondo. And, and then when I started to get into it, uh, I kind of felt like they, they started to kind of open up, people started to really look outside. They'd be like, okay, I do kung fu, but what capoeira I have? Or I do this, what is that? And they started to kind of mix. And then also, there was the time, I, I think the mixed martial art came a few years after that, where you know what you see in today you have seen all that kind of stuff yeah. but I felt like it really started before the actual performance and all the Vega fight you could already sense that with the practitioners the martial arts they were looking outside they weren't just staying in the discipline which was already a change and now you see that it get even bigger where people are not even calling themselves you know you know that's funny you know when I started capoeira a friend of mine you know there's a guy from Brazil who was insane acrobat in capoeira and he do all the tumbling passes, back, back and spring, back, double twist, continue to mm-hmm. tumble. And people look at him and be like, oh, you do gymnastics? And be like, no, no, I don't know gymnastics. I do capoeira. <laughs> you know, but he do better than gymnasts. Right. So, you know, but he stay loyal to capoeira yeah. But, uh, but you know, so so I feel like that kind of grow. And, and, and it's interesting. And you see all kind of interesting people bringing all kind of things to the table that are new. And, uh, you know, new mixes and new ways of expression which is it's nice to see also the, how available this get, but you know sometimes a lot of you know i'm talking to other coaches they've been there for a while and you see that there's also sense that a lot of things also are being lost yes the tradition and a lot of the original way they have value to them i mean something you know being close-minded obviously that proved itself to be a wrong approach because you know mixed martial art that the fact that they can throw punches and kicks and also no jiu-jitsu on the floor makes them superior to someone who only knows how to be on the floor but they need to take a whole bunch of punches in the face so, you know, it shows that that was a better approach, so, you know, being close-minded was not really working, but still there might have been some qualities there that are not being lost, so I feel like those things also have um, a value, but more specifically to the way that I teach and the way that I do it differently if I approach uh, people that come from the fitness industry or, yeah. or whatever the more general industry and, and where I teach classes are proper capoeira so you know and what you just said what I did in a seminar which is true uh, I distilled some qualities and make it so I get people tools even though they don't know what capoeira is but they can use a lot of capoeira ways and use it in to, to develop specific things Was it, it was uh, explosive ability or different things that you can develop with capoeira tools as an option and also to see it as itself, maybe you can use other ways to use expressive ability, so, but I was using it, I was doing it with Capoeira. But something that was very interesting, a couple of weeks ago, I just gave a, a five-day intensive, and I had a, a ten blocks, it was five days, but each each morning we had two-hour two, uh, two blocks, right. we had two of them in the morning, and then we had the classes in the evening, and something that I did, uh, these people actually were not capoeiristas, but they were interested in a lot of material from capoeira. So I kind of built the action intensive around their wishes, and I put the um, skeleton of my fundamental of movement system really expanding, going deep. But specifically, what I did with capoeira, which was similar to what I did, what I did at the master of movement, is I, I gave them blocks of capoeira material separate from capoeira, like I did with you. Right. Uh, I think in the master movement, I gave three of those blocks, but over there they were like six or seven different blocks, but then in the evening, they came to take a capoeira class, and I wasn't trying to make a out of them, but I feel, and, and that's something that I feel like people can also do with gymnastics, or with hand balancing, or circus arts, is I brought them, to, you know, I gave them the distilled information, but I also brought them to the real place where capoeira is really happening. That's awesome, yeah. So, see, okay, so there's music with like I didn't do music with them, mm-hmm. you know, in the intensive, there wasn't part. but suddenly they saw there was music, so they see the, you know, they they took the, the movement quality that they wanted to implement to to the practice but what they missed was there's a martial art aspect and that's very fundamental in So The same movement we practice for connecting and doing stuff for movement and acrobatic way and, and ability to express and free yourself in your movement, now I put it in the context of fight. How is this the same exact move can have a whole different meaning and how can you use them to defend yourself and use them as escape and attack as opposed to transition between an acrobatic. So that gives one thing is a whole different perception and you see that the same thing can be used in many different ways. Yeah. And also, understanding where it came from, you know, I see sometimes dancers and they go on the stage and they do some capoeira, you know, mm. handsetting, catching the leg or some really flippy and it's kind of capoeira stuff. Right. And I can see if this person is just a dancer that only can, see, can do the strip. or if this person is a dancer, the new capoeira, and now this trick has a different value because I can see the awareness of his body, the way he performed this trick, does he really understand the trick or yeah. can he just perform it but not really understand it. And there's a difference. And even the audience, they don't look up where and they see this performer, there's something in the subconscious they can see how deep this person has meaning behind his practice sure. or his practice is more shallow. Yeah, I can move and I'm a great dancer and look, I can do this move but it's more on the surface. I'm, I, I'm not really deep inside of my practice, so that's something that I see in capoeira, but also in gymnastics or in other forms. You know, if you're a circus performer, you go on a stage, you have a different presence. Then, if you can just play with something and look, I can do this trick, right? But I don't really understand what I, you know, how, what else this should have because everything is a foundation. That's and what I was about, about to
0: say. Important. It leads us right back to the importance of that foundation and getting depth. And I think you touch on you know a couple things that are really important and especially for people now because we have access to so much information we see so many different types of training we want maybe different elements because you know just like that poster that you saw of capoeira something catches our eye it's appealing to us and it's great to be open-minded and go for that thing and be attracted to that thing but I think there's a danger also because if we just try to get that thing in isolation from whatever system it comes from and don't try to make a real honest effort at really looking at the entirety of the system, without those basics and, and knowledge of that system, we're not sure exactly how to pick what we want from it. We don't know the fundamentals that build up to that movement. You know, the easiest example I can I can think of for myself because I travel to a lot of Crossfits like, and giving kettlebell seminars and joint mobility seminars around the world. I'm in a lot of those gyms, and you know, these are people that are passionate about cross training. I often see them working on handstands, which is something that you know both of us love. But when I see them looking working on it, more often than not, I see there's not a depth of practice there's, and it's not from a lack of desire. It's from a lack of understanding. It's as though they said, "Hey, that's a really cool move. I want to get that move." but they didn't look at any of the basics, you know, for example, in the circus approach or in the approach just from um, gymnastics, they didn't take the, the building blocks, you know, learning how to fall, learning how to cartwheel so that you have a good escape, so that you're you know comfortable. They don't know the hollow body position. They don't know any of the basics building up. So, I think what you touched upon, you know, about people being open-minded is, is really important and also maybe even further, like you said, like we have to have the passion, we have to have the desire to want to have a deep practice and to, to look, you know. So maybe I'm not going to necessarily become a cap, capoista and, and I want maybe a couple of those cool moves, but I should look. I should go see what the real thing is and understand what builds up to those moves and, and, and how important that is, you know. Um, I think it, it's making this kind of time very exciting to be in in terms of movement because you know everything's on the table you you before to learn something you had to really travel you had to work hard you it was hard to find anybody with that information that that you were looking for now it's easy you know people can train with you online right it's like i can reach out to a mirror and go hey i saw this podcast i, I want to train with you i want to be able to do the stuff you do they can start but because we have that access we have to do a lot of research ourselves and we have to really know what it is we want you know uh, why do we want the handstand you know i know like we both love hand balancing uh, you've been doing it for a while that's why i asked you to come to the next masters of movement and uh, you're going to teach hand balancing this year uh, have you seen a big increase in people wanting to come to you, not just for capoeira and, and gymnastic stuff, but also in particular uh, desire to learn hand balancing, levers, handstands, things like that?
1: Yeah, you see it everywhere now. So yeah. It's definitely it's growing
0: fast. Ah, Why do you think there's good. so much interest now in, in hand balancing? Why do you think it's it's growing, uh, or was it always there? People just love to stand on their hands. I don't know.
1: Actually. It's- I see a lot of growing in all the circus arts. I mean, even stuff like aqua or yoga, which is kind of like, I feel like it's. It can get quite complex, but there's something very inviting. It's the beginning is pretty simple, and anyone can do it. Yeah. So with some things I can stand. It's a little more challenging right from the start. That people is very is more frustrating. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to succeed. Right. So I see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, expansion in all these fields, and more and more people been drawn into that. Great, you know, you know. For, Particularly for handstand, I feel like it's a very important foundation to have. You know, if you want to do anything body weight, you should have a handstand, and the handstand can go a long way. Like, when I see someone how good their handstand is, I can tell how good probably the movement ability is going to be, you know, acrobatic-wise. If, if they want to be acrobats, and you know, we always start to do on our hand and upside down. So if you have to control to stop your body on your hand, the more strength you have, they can go into a better alignment and understanding the more it will be easier for you to pick up move, the acrobatic type move on the floor. Mm-hmm. So that's I feel like, very, a very basic fundamental skill to have if you want to do acrobatics type of movement. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I like that for that because I do a lot of those in capoeira and I feel like that makes them super easy. I can just you know, fly myself in the air off the floor, no problem.
0: Well, we're looking forward. I'm looking forward for sure to you know Master's of movement in March because uh, you're gonna work with the group on uh, handstand uh, basics. And uh, last time I was out in uh, L.A., I got to uh, come out to one of your handstand classes, so I got to see you know a bit of the approach. And what's great is that you know you, you work those fundamentals, you work that line, and you try to build that foundation that gives everyone the most options, right? Uh, I think people, they get used to seeing either just like the straight handstand or now everyone's kind of looking at the one arm as some kind of holy grail but it it goes deeper, you know, like uh, seeing you do a hollow back and seeing that flexibility in the hold. uh, When you look at it, you can think to yourself, wow, that's, you know, to do that, I'm going to need to work on this, this and this. And when I can do that, that's really what I'm. I'm showing. I'm showing that hey, I open my shoulders. Hey, I have like all these different attributes, and that's the exciting yeah. thing. I, you know, translate. Yeah, it translates it over. Trans-
1: yeah, like for me, I talk about capoeira, but they also translate, of course, to gymnastics and the hollow body is a position that everything in the gymnastics is hollow body. So that's a certain type of strength and understanding how to control your body in space and not to let go of the position. We use it for levers, for everything. Yeah, and
0: yes. to me, it's exciting when people can get so much out of their training, because then you have a practice that gives you, you know, okay, it's a nice appearance. That's great. Everyone likes that. Uh, but also, you have a practice that you know is deep. It brings you all kinds of different things, right? It it helps you move better. It helps you feel better. Helps you look better. Uh, helps you act better. It helps you in a lot of different ways. Um, by exposing yourself to these different ways of, of moving around, you know, in the in the Instagram generation, I always question everyone's motives when they tell me hey, I want to learn a one-arm lever. Uh, my question always is why, and usually I think it's just to show off, which is okay, but kind of boring after a while, you know. After you get your you know the, all the likes that you need on the photo, what's left? So I think you know, like when I'm out in LA and we see each other. You know the the great thing is to be able to go to the Santa Monica Pier to train. Like last time, we did hand balancing and some man man, and you know you were playing on your new canes. You were like a kid, all excited, and uh, to be there and to train and to talk to other people and uh, to just play and, and feel good, and then to go for you know go surfing uh, and just to be able to move and have a day like that uh, and to have days like that. That's really the gift of a of a good practice. And I think yeah. that's more interesting reason to train than anything else, any other show-off move, you know? True, you know, just to be able to live in our body and, and enjoy, it. enjoy it. You see people out there
1: and now, you know, the obesity is so growing and people are so limited in their ability to move and, and enjoy their body, not talking about health risks and all this kind of stuff that you see out there, that people need to do it because they're shortening their lives and life quality and being miserable and not be able to look at yourself in the mirror without a shirt and have a smile on your face, you know, so you're looking at that as a contrast and that type of lifestyle is also so dependent on our western way of living, we're so dependent on this in culture that we created here that it's our imagination, we like, my my best friend was just telling me, she looked at the birds and she said, Oh, we need to work so hard, how come they don't? And I'm like, we don't either, we just we build this, we're miserable in it, but it's all fake. There's yeah. nothing you know, how you see the economy is crashing all over and you're thinking, well, being back to nature, connected with our body, connect being true to ourselves and you know, take this civilization where, you know, giving it the right place and not depending on it for our to be alive, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh it's 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 amazing what a, a deep practice can bring to people, and uh, that's why I think it's it's great, you know, for for people to be exposed to teachers like yourself, and uh, you know, to to see, to like you said, keep an open mind to look and find different ways to move, different things to practice. Not everything is for everyone, the, you know. There's certain things that people are drawn to, like you said, as a kid, you played around with a few different things, and when it clicks, it clicks, you know. Yeah. Um, for people, I'm gonna put a link to this uh, to your website underneath. So all the fundamentals of, of movement, people can check you out. They can find you, of course, on Facebook. I'll put a link to your profile so they can uh, stalk. I mean, they can find you and t- talk to you there uh, because you do online training and of course you do workshops. You do intensives. There's seminars everywhere. People that want to catch you in March, uh, you will be teaching for five days at uh, Gatsu Masters of Movement. So it's a training week for those of you who don't know. That's unlike any other, where we have multiple teachers that are all teaching from different movement movement disciplines over five days. And uh, what's I think you know amazing about those events is that when people really get time with the instructors. Unlike you know a short seminar where it's very quick, and you get maybe exposed to a little bit from someone's perspective. Here they can see you day in and day out and they can really start to pick your brain. So if like on Monday you introduce some concepts, they have a few days for it to roll around in their head and then on Thursday they can come back and say, "No, Amir, I was thinking about what you said Monday and they can really start to understand uh, and develop an idea of where, you know, a teacher is coming from or where a system is coming from. So I'm looking forward to training with you uh, there, of course, and I'm coming out to uh, go surfing in uh, December. So, so so, get your board ready. We're going to go, right? Of course. Yeah. And of course, handstands. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right, pleasure.